Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 commercial free minutes for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story today, our president, President Trump, came down with COVID last week, went to the hospital, Walter Reed Army Hospital, that place gives me the creeps, and uh, spent the weekend there and is has announced today that he's going to come back to the White House at 6.30 p.m. I have lots of things to say about what I think the significance of this is, where it's going, what the implications are. I know you do too, Binkley. But can you fill us in in the meanwhile of the actual events of the weekend? A lot has happened. He went to the hospital on Friday. And he made a video before he went. The video was shot in poor lighting. He was far away from the camera, and the audio was bad, and it made him look sick. Now, he made more videos over the weekend updating people on his condition, and the videos, to me anyway, appeared to kind of progressively make him look healthier and healthier, and he was more vibrant. And then the lighting was better. The audio was better in the subsequent videos. And then he went out and did a ride around the hospital with with the Secret Service, and he waved to everybody who was supporting him. There's a bunch of people supporting him who are out there outside of the hospital. And he's on a cocktail of drugs, they say, one feature drug, specifically remdesivir. Before I tell you about that, what Trump tweeted when he tweeted that he was coming home a little while ago is he also tweeted, don't be afraid of COVID. And I think that this is part of the messaging that we're going to see moving forward They experienced it. He knows what it's like so he can communicate to the public and as can all the other Republicans who are getting it, who who conveniently the one prominent figure that we're not hearing that's getting it that keeps testing negative is Mike Pence. He's got a debate on Tuesday. No time for COVID. Kaylee, she can get it. She's press secretary. Other people who don't have a debate on Tuesday, they can test positive. Mike Pence, most important vice presidential debate in history now because of uh, the two old two old candidates and the COVID related stuff. But Trump is now present kind of get the expert on COVID. He he over the weekend he made a video where he said, "I get it now. I've had it. It's t- I'm in school. I'm in the real school, not to go to book school. I understand it. I'm going to be talking to you about it." So Trump now can say. No, I know COVID. I've had it. I've experienced it. It's no big deal. Let's open things back up more. And maybe so the vaccine might promote he, that as well. He has this authority from experience. Yes. That's a good one. That's a good point. My mother, who's a Trump supporter, and she's kind of my litmus test for the messages that are pushed out because she, she's pretty sharp. So she's not going to get just the super superficial. She's going to look a little bit deeper, which is why I know the propaganda aims at that below the surface level, because she thinks it was her idea to have a GoFundMe for a border wall. Yeah, and maybe it was, but whatever. She happened to be operating in the in the level of the atmosphere where that was happening. And she said, you know, I'll tell you, he uh, he did not look good he looked a little thin and he does not look thin so i guess in that first video he did but also camera angles do a lot and lighting does a lot and he wasn't wearing a tie he was wearing a suit but not a tie and that the tie can really be elongating and slimming and why is he totally not too sick to wear a suit but too sick to wear a tie that stuff to me and you had presented some one time to us it was something that I'd always just simply observed, but you found it in a fairly current thing. I think it's the guy had something to do with sleep. His name was like um, 
Sandman, right? Sandman. Dr. Sandman said how, I think it was, where you have to really set up the optics. So if you want to tell people to stockpile food, stand in front of a stockpile of food. And I feel like when they take his tie off, they know what they're doing there. I don't, I think, if you think about the level of the game, I like to think about it this way. When you watch a movie, you watch an old movie, they they blow up a couple of cars, whatever. You watch a new movie, they, and now that I live in LA and I have lived here before, you can, you, they shut down streets, they do it at six o'clock in the morning and they blow up Ferraris and stuff. They blow up a lot of Ferraris. They have them rolling around. They They spare no expense for a blockbuster movie. I mean, millions, millions, millions of dollars. Why? Because it's worth it. Because a lot of money is at stake and they realize you can make a shitty movie and double your money with the revenue. Or you can make an insanely expensive movie and quadruple that big number in revenue. Yeah. What is at stake in controlling the presidency? The what the the influence and power that that seat has. I'm not talking about Trump. I'm talking about whoever is benefiting from what Trump the puppet does. They know how important that is. Nothing is left to chance, in my opinion. Absolutely nothing, from the lighting to the tie to anything. And that's why you look at this as the theatrical event it is. And they also added a bunch of other little subtext subplots here about confusion and lack of transparency. I mean, this this thing, let's peel this onion. Yeah, I, I, I tweeted out after this happened on Friday that this seems like a stunt to me. Because it just does. It just felt like a stunt because of the timing, because of the way it was going down. And I anticipated that Trump was going to get through it pretty easily. And then ultimately he might demonstrate the use of the vaccine, causing some anti-Trumpers who did not, who were vaccine hesitant to be more comfortable taking the vaccine. That may happen. It may not. If Trump does have something, obviously wish him well and want him to get better. But even if he did, this all still being used to push this kind of narrative where it's going to showcase, and Trump just illustrated in that tweet, it's fine, it's not a big deal. Like they tell you, we can get back out there. It's not. It's kind of showing that it's not unlike a cold almost, and that people are going to survive it. Because he's an older guy who's overweight, and if he survives it perfectly fine, then everybody else should feel okay too. This is the okay. message, I think. So I feel like there are definitely going to be some different levels at which these these messages get sent and who's going to benefit so you could say vaccine manufacturers remdesivir and are you going to tell me a little bit about that then i would say to so that stuff we can talk about go back and forth i wonder how this is going to shake out i'll tell you a little twist i see coming on the election and but at the same time we have to keep focused on what are the really big picture objectives that ultimately this PSYOP will for sure promote. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 Six five three eight eight three eight.
And I also want to add that Neighbors 2021 seed packs, their organic seed packs, and their cool weather seed packs are all now available online at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. And that coupon code PROP will get you 10% off. So be sure and check that out. So here are uh, the things that I think are for sure going to be promoted with the COVID thing. And whatever Trump is doing is not going to take away from that and ultimately that ball will be moved forward. And the two kind of big things there are vaccines. Vaccines are on the agenda. Vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. Probably also masks, but the vaccine thing is, uh, it really hits at a bunch of levels. It makes us biologically dependent. It sells a lot of them, all of that. And, and I think that will fold into the population control aspect. Cause remember, the number one goal of these people, when Bar- Warren Buffett and Bill Gates got together and Oprah too, for the Billy, the Good Guys Club, or whatever they called it, they acted like they were noodling about the number one altruistic philanthropic goal that they should agree on as their number one goal. And they happened upon, they hashed out that it would be population control. So we know that that's the number one goal for these guys. We're not hearing a lot about it. They're not actually killing a lot of people. It's going to come to that. And there's one more thing, but go ahead. That makes me think of the Great Reset and the World uh, that's Economic the other Forum. Thing. And when you look at who they say, their own words, that they're modeling the Great Reset after coming out of the crisis and you know reorganizing society, is they're modeling it after China. China has some population control mechanisms that we don't – they did lift that. It was very unpopular, but yeah, maybe I don't think they're going to, I don't think they need to do that. Maybe that's why, maybe looking to China is a good idea. Maybe that's why China lifted it because you're not really going to need it. If there are uh, fertility issues with the vaccination Gardasil, which is supposed to prevent women from getting HPV, cervical cancer, and I guess men in some ways pick that HPV up too because they're giving boys those shots. They have fertility implications. But I did want to point out that the other thing is they clearly are fostering the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution. And they are using as a touchstone, and this is reflected in an encyclical the Pope put out over the weekend, which I'll touch on in a minute, but they keep talking about systems are not working, and that's why we don't need to tweak the old systems. We need to completely replace them. And for them to have that, to they, they keep using as an excuse for that argument or that the failures and part of the failures are the unrest. They talk about racism. They talk about inequality. They talk about all this stuff. And now they point to riots. They point to social conflict. They talk, they keep repeating the word social cohesion or lack of social cohesion or restoring social cohesion. So they need to show systems failing. They need to show a lot of conflict. And I feel like that is. It is revolving around the election. This is going to play into the election. And I think that there's going to be a twist with the election. I might have figured out what it is. Oh, I want to hear about that related to China. I also think part of the messaging that we could hear is China attack the president himself because it has been the China virus. I think this could heighten the conflict between the president and China. Well, I'll tell you. 
uh, I this the Pope had a lot to say, all of which is just horrifying to me. And you would think that the following thing would be right up my alley. But my guess is it's a setup. And he says the Catholic Church has a history of saying you can only have a just war. There are there are are circumstances under which you can have a just war. And I've read those many times and they include basically if you are being attacked and you have any hope of actually resisting, you are allowed to fight back. You can kill in order to save yourself to protect your private property, that kind of thing. He said there's no, there basically is no possible justification for war and that, that property rights are also uh, not absolute. I'll get to it in a second. He really, it's kind of crazy what he says. And it folds into the idea that no, no war would be okay. But the fact that he's talking about it at all makes me wonder what war he's thinking about. And should I tell you what I think the election twist might be? Yeah, what is it? I think it's possible that Biden is declared the winner in a kind of Warren Beatty and uh, Steve Harvey kind of way. As the wrong winner? He's falsely yes. credited? That, that could yes. be definitely. That's interesting. And that then they do count the ballots, and it is Trump. Only because that seems to be how previous, like last year's thing, it was all Hillary's going to win. And I just, they don't really, they don't always often follow the exact same script. But I look at the Warren Beatty thing, I look at the Steve Harvey thing, and they were kind of switcheroos. Well, they are preparing for everything to be mass confusion and chaos on Election Day, so that would not surprise me a bit if that did happen. The DOD is preparing for violence to happen, for for there to be disruptions in the election to break out, and – on top of that, I was thinking about the disruptions aspect of it, but thinking back and hearing what some of the stuff in the news today where Trump during the debate talked about how telling his supporters, go to the polls and, and watch them. You have to watch them closely. So telling people to independently go be poll watchers. I've been getting lots of text messages from Indivisible and other left-leaning groups telling me to go be an independent poll watcher. So on the one hand, you have the media saying, well, Trump is sending his supporters to go intimidate people at the polls. And I I'm getting text messages telling me to do the exact same thing on the other side of it. So that, to me, is setting up for protest-like conflict to go on at the actual polling booths. It would not surprise me to see some sort of fight or God knows what break out at some polling incident somewhere. Hopefully not, but I think it's being set up for that conflict to happen. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure how how they're going to make this unfold. They certainly want us to think that what's going to happen is Trump's going to win and then the mail-in ballots and yada, yada. But there are a lot more old Republicans probably than old Democrats in California. I think I got a ballot in the mail already. And I, I mean, you, within 30 days of California, you got to get your driver's license changed. And that's when they um, register you. So I do think that there is a chance, and plus with the history of Republicans and the absentee ballots, it may be that we are, you know, there always has to be a twist. Are you ready to try CBD products and see why so many people swear by everything from CBD oil to body lotion to muscle rub? TrueHempscience.com is at the ready with the highest quality products 
They developed over decades in the business and a lifelong pursuit of nutrition, health, and spiritual well-being. They are eager to introduce you to the CBD experience and so confident in their products, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and a special offer for Propaganda Report listeners. To learn more about their company, their passion, and their products, go to truehempscience.com slash propreport. Yeah, and that twist whatever it may be, is sure to cause confusion and conflict. That's what we do know for sure. Absolutely. And I noticed today I saw a bumper sticker. I am really amazed. There are Trump signs in the yards near my house. I mean, we rent a house from people who I don't even speak English, I think. I think they might even live in China. And the neighborhood is kind of ritzy. Everybody's Chinese. And I don't I don't know what their political... You know, there's a language barrier. I really don't know what their political bent is, but I saw a couple of people from China with Trump signs and their thing. So I'm really, I'm really amazed because I don't know. Like, I just, I'm confused by it. So I think, you know, I don't know. Are there people in California? Because if everybody's getting a mail in ballot and now all of a sudden people care more about the popular vote, you're going to get more people voting even in states that are clearly one or the other. So in California, historically, no Republicans vote. In, in Texas, I mean, maybe the Democrats do vote, but even when I lived in Texas, I never really voted except for to, to register my protest to the liberal fascist center by casting a vote for Ron Paul or my mom or whatever. So it can, I mean, there can be real changes in the way the voting is conducted, perceived. Uh, I think that this could get a little crazy. Oh, but let me tell you about the bumper sticker I saw. It said Biden-Harris. And then underneath it, it said, literally said Biden slash Harris. And then it said President slash Vice President 2020. Even the Perez Binkley 2020 (laughs) bumper stickers that your friend sent us don't say which one's president and which one's vice president. Like the first name is the president. Yeah. It was just, I never saw that before. Have you ever seen that before? No. Nixon... Agnew, president, vice president, no way. Well, if you watch Saturday Night Live this weekend, their cold opening, in the cold opening, Kamala comes out, and Joe Biden is there, played by Jim Carrey, who we know bent the knee. Is it the real Kamala? No, no, not the the real real Kamala. Kamala. I can't remember the actress's name that plays her. But during her monologue, she said that the United States needs a a woman president, but right now they will, they'll take a hot VP. So she's going to be a hot VP just for now. Although we need a woman president and Jim Carrey's Biden character is just agreeing with her the whole time. So that, that character. Yeah. Jim Carrey played Biden. Poor Jim Carrey. Well, I don't feel necessarily. I mean, he used to have. Some self-respect. I mean, I don't know what they did to get to him, but he used to be with Jennifer McCarthy. What's her name? Yeah. And she's she was, I'm sure you don't hear from her at all anymore about this, a staunch anti-vaxxer. I think she still is. And he used to support her in that. Then, and he was like very depressed after they broke up. And then he got that other girlfriend who died of a drug overdose. And they tried to rope him into legal problems for that. Yeah. And then his legal problems went away. And he started at the same time making anti-Trump art. Very, very anti-Trump art. I know, but it wasn't. I saw his art before that and there was no mention of it. And there's also that weird video he made on the red carpet where he's just talking about how nothing's real and everything is a lie. It's just really, it's very, 
who seemed very depressed in it, but also some of the things he said were true in that. Absolutely true. Everything, everything he said that day was true, I thought. Everything. I, I do find this whole – it's very interesting that we have the World Economic Forum modeling the, post, the post-pandemic world modeled after China according to the World Economic Forum. Yet on the other front, we have the China virus affecting the White House itself. Some interesting China conflict. I, it even said – even in lockstep. The 2010 Rockefeller Foundation thing, it said China's authoritarianism allowed them to get through the pandemic better than the U.S.'s voluntary suggestion approach. Yeah. Strongly urging is not the same as forcing. I mean, that those are the kind of words they used. And they did talk about the U.S. versus China as demonstrating the value of authoritarianism. I mean, this is just madness. And for the people who can't see it. I mean, the funny thing is people are being terrified, not even by actual, you know, by a gun to the head. They're being terrified by and uh, they are told there is a gun to their head, but they can't even see it. Yeah. And then or they're told that they can't, you know, this is it. They can see that they even know that they can't see it. At least if somebody's behind you with a gun to your head, you really you know that you don't know. They think they see it. They think they see it. And if you think that Trump is not in on it when he is fostering this narrative it just doesn't make sense i mean he's really in on it or he's just letting it happen without i mean there's just no way it's going to be interesting to see the messaging too once he recovers fully from coronavirus and he can counter anything the media says by saying i had it i'm older i'm overweight i'm fine yeah Yeah. so remdesivir is being pushed a lot Remdesivir, here's, here's the price of remdesivir. This is the Fauci-related. Fauci's been pushing remdesivir for years for use of various things. But it cost $520 per dose for patients who have private insurance. Without that, the total comes to $3,120 for the five-day treatment course. That's very expensive. A lot of people, even with insurance, might not be able to afford that. Meanwhile, hydroxychloroquine, which Trump is apparently not taking, so maybe, I don't know if it works, if it doesn't, $6. You can get that for 6 bucks without insurance that I found on a quick search on GoodRx. So there's a drastic difference in price. Obviously, remdesivir wasn't going to be pushed aside when it's got so much of a stake in it, especially with some of the people who are involved in what's going on right now. And on the vaccine front, there's a story about how the coronavirus vaccine trial patients report day-long exhaustion, fever, and headaches, but still say that it's worth it. Still their patriotic duty. Those are the symptoms of coronavirus, we're being told. And you've spoken to this. The symptoms of this vaccine are also the symptoms of the coronavirus. Well, and they actually only rolled out that they were symptoms of the coronavirus after they started saying, like, it's the only thing a kid might get from the coronavirus. But what what viral, what respiratory illness results in mild paralysis of your limbs? I mean, there's no even logical what could possibly I mean, it's myelitis. It is your immune system attacks your myelination around your nerves so that the messages cannot get from your brain to your muscles. I mean, what mechanism is it that a virus that's that seems to give you lung problems attacks the myelination? I mean, it's just defies belief. Someone's going to have to prove that to me.
Big shout out to LibertyGear.net, an online store filled with masks, shirts, and even some cool posters, including protest gear such as the Obey, PSYOP, and Flatten the Lies masks, and lots of other funny, weird stuff to lighten up your day. Even if you wouldn't choose to wear a mask, many businesses and governments are now requiring them. Might as well use the device to reach out to like-minded people in your community and make them smile at the same time. Even if you don't want to buy anything right now, look through the merch. Chances are there's something there that will give you a much-needed laugh in this crazy world. And if you're looking for something you don't see, keep in mind they love new ideas and they take requests for custom gear. Just email them at custom at libertygear.net. So please support a fellow Liberty lover and a Propaganda Report fan you might know and love. And as a bonus, until the end of September, all products are 10% off, only at libertygear.net. All right. Face masks are now being considered in child custody cases, now a factor in family law. A woman named Melanie Joseph, she's not allowed to see her son because she won't wear a mask. The Broward Circuit Judge, Dale Broward County, Florida. Yeah. It's always in Broward County, Florida. It really is. Every time it's in Broward County. Every time. He called the mom an anti-mask person, saying she's one of those anti-mask people, and she got the audacity to post that on social media. She's going to wear a mask. If she doesn't, time-sharing is not going to happen, referring to time-sharing of custody. And what she did was when she was at a, a doctor's appointment, she posted a selfie of herself not wearing a mask, kind of boastfully, and that was obviously, I guess, shown to the court by her ex-husband. The case illustrates how judges in family court now will consider the health risk of COVID-19 on top of juggling the interest of the feuding spouses. So can you imagine if your wife or husband doesn't, or ex-wife or husband doesn't wear a mask? You can even say that even if it's not true, and this is something that's going to inject more conflict into family law. I find it very interesting that he was trying to get her punished or at least impugn her character by mentioning that she used social media to promote this message. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty amazing. This I mean, is very – yeah, the audacity of this statement, I would say, at least yeah. matches the audacity of that photo. And I am reminded of the link that Mr. A, friend of the show, texted me from CNN last week – Call saying that it's a, going to be a national security problem that we are it looks like we're we are going to have a faceless future. A faceless future. Yep, they said we can't use facial recognition because masks are here to stay. Well, the facial recognition will figure that I out. I know. They're testing that right now. Actually, the only thing I thought was wrong about it was that they are definitely being able to look through those. That is what they're doing right now. I sure. had my mask down one day under my nose. I put it down under the nose, and I held my phone up, and, and the facial recognition, which I didn't even know was on this phone until I got it, it worked. Wow. Yeah. They also do gate recognition and they're also having listening devices everywhere. Shot spotter. It's really just putting up in case a gun goes off somewhere. Literally, they're wiring the entire country for sound in case a gun goes off somewhere. In which case, what are you really going to do once it's already gone off? You know what I mean? So there's a one in a million chance you hear the gun, and then another one in a million chance you're, you're, somebody isn't going to call in real time and that you're still going to get there to so actually how do they get there in time is what – well, 
I guess they pick up the pieces. What they were doing here as a test, Georgia Tech was connected to this test, is I used to see drones flying out in the sky all the time around my neighborhood. I mean, all the time. Yeah, I used to talk And about. I was wondering what it was. They were doing the, this was like an experimental thing for emergency rescues type things like fires and stuff. So they instead of sending drones there, I don't know what the drones are going to do. If they're going to spray water down or just alert. They would just have drones kind of hover around the city at all times. Wow. And we had the drones cleaning the Falcon Stadium, the first professional sports stadium to be entirely cleaned on the inside by drones. Entirely? Yeah. When? Before the COVID? No, they started doing this, well, I saw in the paper As soon as it was launched, as soon as that stadium was open, right? Well, I'm sure they were testing it back then. The article that I oh. saw about this was was about the was, la- was late last week. Yeah, right. Okay. It was COVID related. It was a COVID related decision. Okay, let's let me just tell you about the Pope thing. The the, the headline from the AP is Pope Pope Market Capitalism Has Failed in Pandemic Needs Reform. So the Pope put out three encyclicals, which is letters that basically define his philosophy. And for the first time ever, taken as a whole, I didn't reread them all right now. This is the third one. Taken as a whole, it's the first time, and I had made this study before, has any Pope ever suggested that the government, the violent, coercive monopoly on force, the government, redistribute wealth? Take money from one person and give it to another at a point of a gun. And I really, I could never find a pope who actually said that. They might have had socialist tendencies until this guy. This guy says that. And his latest encyclical really echoes the sentiments that justify the Great Reset. I'll read two of the passages, and there's a lot more to it, but just two that I found really interesting. And this might go to your China thing, too, because it starts with, Quote, aside from the differing ways that various countries responded to the crisis. So I'm not talking about that right now, but their inability to work together became quite evident. Okay, so now nation states are not good enough. Anyone who thinks that the only lesson to be learned was the need to improve what we were already doing or to refine existing systems and regulations is denying reality. So there's two things wrong with that. One is he's saying it is clear that we need a revolution. We cannot just refine existing systems. Nation states have differing approaches. Some are acceptable, some are not acceptable, and they can't work together, which is unacceptable. Existing systems do not need to be refined or reformed. There needs to be a fundamental change. That's what he's saying. But what really He might as well be at the World Economic Forum. That's what I thought. And he's supported them before. He called for a world currency, I think, at one point. Or maybe that was even before him. But- I think it was before him. But you know what upsets me, actually upsets me, is that he would phrase it this way. Now, you have to trust the translators, but anyone who thinks yada yada is denying reality. Now, this is the Pope saying something that really isn't, he doesn't know. Anyone who thinks that the only lesson to be learned was the need to improve what we're already doing or is to refine existing systems and regulations is denying reality. I mean, it, it presumes that there are only two solutions, reform or revolution. And I would say that these things need to be pulled back 
pulled back to where, I mean, it is an Aristotelian Catholic concept that free will, individual morality is where it's at. And for him to, it's really tantamount to him calling names. It also me, shows that he more than willingly uses propaganda and rhetoric in his language yes. also. Yeah, I mean, and that to me is immoral. It's deceptive. And who's the great deceiver, the prince of lies? Then he, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff I'm not going to, but it says, and this is not a direct quote, so it's really hard to know. Even the direct quotes are a little sketchy because they're translated usually. It says, as an outgrowth of all of this, Francis rejects the concept of an absolute right to property for individuals. Stressing the social purpose and common good that must come from sharing the Earth's resources. Uh, he repeats his criticism of perverse global economic systems. And uh, this refers to other. So he's a socialist. Um, it's beyond that. I mean, those those labels are like virtually meaningless. To he's you. speaking the language socialist, of socialism. Communism. He's speaking the language of fascism, too. Yeah. I mean. This stuff is all the same. It, what he is, is he, what he's saying, what's important about this, the absolute right to private property for individuals, that it goes to the essence of individual morality and free will. I mean, these are the, that shall not kill, there shall not steal. These are commandments. I mean, he is defy, defying, I would say, the fundamental morality of the Catholic Church. I'm not saying other people don't have different moralities, but and he not only defies that, he focuses on the environment, the economy. He focuses on stuff that are not his realm. He can have opinions on that, but as Pope, he needs to speak entirely about salvation. And yeah, what he needs to stay to in his salvation. lane, as the kids would he, say, or as Kamala would say. And Bill Barr says that. Does he he needs to... He needs to stay in his lane. He's morally obliged to stay in his lane. And he's out of his lane. He's doing terrible damage, in my opinion. He's All right. Well, in the patron bad. 15 today, I'm going to tell you about the Comey rule, another little scene in the Comey rule you might find interesting, as well as what music festivals are trying to do to get going again. And I'm going to tell you about Sackler... And the opioid crisis, uh, the other shoe has dropped. All right. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will talk to you guys in the Patreon 15 or tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day.